0: And so, with the cup held high, the leave Croke Park, All Ireland football champion for 1949. All oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. <laughs> Dimpsey hits Darren fair Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hit Infinity.
1: Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. It's Mickey Brennan and Davey Ruspin here with you as always. And uh, Davy, it's um, it's Sunday, it's the 14th of February and I want to take this opportunity to wish you a very happy Valentine's Day. Um, you know, li- little did I think that when this whole relationship started off that we'd be sitting <laughs> here on a Sunday night recording our podcast together and <laughs> celebrating Valentine's Day together, but... It's happened, and uh, I just want to thank you for everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> likewise, Mickey. It's it's amazing how it's evolved and blossomed just throughout the course of the last couple of years. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you not write me a poem or something? You know, uh, it's I in, the it's
0: in the post. It'll probably write it to you tomorrow, I'd say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's Valentine's Day. And uh, true to our form and our dedication to the meat supporters out there, we have uh, ditched all our... Um, Partners. Um and uh, we have come on to record our We Are Me podcast and um, yeah, that's just shows shows the dedication, JV.
0: Does Mickey, yeah, and shows that we have very little else to be at as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah, we weren't supposed to say that, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, uh, another quiet week uh quiet week on the on the GEA front, and uh, I suppose the only thing To come out of it was that letter from the GEA, you know, just uh, explaining to everybody, um, you know, the situation with uh, COVID restrictions.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any real major surprise. I think it was only a matter of time until the GEA came out with some sort of formal communication about um, the restart or the proposed restart. And um, it's as we expected, really, I don't think too many people... um, Really envisage games going back in the first or second week in March in in terms of training both for club and county and um that's that's come to the to the to the fore I suppose the argument now or the whole debate that's going to start now is what's going to come first again is it, like initially the plan was to go with inter county and the, you know the GA was fairly set on that um that they could get the league and championship run off by you know the start of the autumn but now it's it's probably looking more increasingly like. The club will take preference again, you'd imagine, and then the Intercounty will come after that. What that means for a National League, I don't really know, but the letter explains as, as much as we can probably expect to know at, at this stage.
1: Yeah, we'll just run through the letter anyway that we uh, received from the GA. The GA's COVID advisory group met this evening to consider the outcome of a meeting between the three Gaelic games governing bodies. GA Ladies Gaelic Football uh, Association and uh, the Camogie Association, representatives of the Irish government, including the Minister of State uh, for Sport, which took place earlier this week. The meeting was held to brief uh, the governing bodies on the short-term prospects for a return to training um, and playing of our games. The government representatives clarified that inter-county Gaelic games activity is not covered under the current Level 5 exemptions for elite sports. As such, a return to inter training and games is not permitted under the current restrictions. It was also clear that there will be no, uh, sorry, there, there will not be any change to this position post March the 5th when the restrictions currently in place are reviewed. And um, it is the view of the GEA's COVID advisory group that no on field activity will be permitted, training or games until Easter at the earliest. In the interim, and um, it is expected that the government will publish. Uh, an updated Living with COVID plan. We expect that this will provide clarity on when clubs and counties are likely to be allowed return to training and games in 2021. Uh, It should also provide clarity on when other off-field club activities may be uh, permitted to resume. It is clear that this extended delay to the planned uh, return of the inter-county season Will, be, will have knock-on effects for both inter-county and club games pro, uh, originally planned for 2021. As of now, the GA have made no firm decisions on what competitions may or may not be facilitated uh, in any revised fixture programme. Such decisions will be a factor of how much uh, time is made available to us. Both for an inter county season and for the broader participation levels that will be necessary for meaningful club season. While we will begin to look at uh, contingency plans for the master of fixtures programme, we will not be able to take definite, uh, definitive decisions in this context until we have a clear picture of the, what restrictions we are likely to be operating under at various points in the year ahead just going to move over to the second part of that email. Um, But rest assured, however, that uh, once clarity is provided by government and the public health authorities on the likely road ahead for society generally, and uh, sport in particular, the GAA will follow with its own roadmap and plan for our own activities at both inter-county and club level. That will cover um, whatever time is available to us for the remainder of the year. We know these latest developments will come as a great disappointment to all of those uh, who are anxious to resume. Blahdy blah, 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 That's just, you know, they're just apologising there and saying that, you know, it's out of their control. The manner in which we have endured and overcome thus far, both as individual members and association generally, has been praised and, yeah, all of that. Eventually we have a fulfilling season both club and uh, Intercounty level for 2021. Again, the rest of it, you know, is just jibber-jabber. It's not really talking about what's happened. So, Davey, what we can take from it is, is that last year, GA, the GEA was an elite game. This year, it's not an elite game. That's a, one of that's tongue-in-cheek. That's one of the arguments a lot of people are putting forward on, um, on social media at the moment. Um, but look, the, the government have, have made the decision and they made an exemption for the GEA last year. And, um, it's not happening this year and it's going to delay the whole season. So at this stage, reading into that, because the GAA were quite um, adamant that it was going to be inter season first, followed by club. And, and and that was that was non-negotiable about a month ago. But looking at that now, they've kind of rode back on that and said like, you know, we'll have to look at this and we haven't made a decision on what's going to be the most likely um, uh, way to go forward with with, with the season. And for me, that kind of says, right, well, they're going to put the Intercounty to the latter end of the year.
0: Yeah. I I mean, you, you said it's tongue in cheek, but actually it's, it's the bottom line. It's the black and white of it. Last year it was classed as an elite sport, whereas this year it's not. And, I know you always say it on the podcast, Mickey, that you know, hindsight is twenty twenty vision and all of that. But when you look at it now, it's amazing to think that last year it, it did get the green light when you think about it, because um, at the end of the day, all of the, the GA players aren't none of them are elite. So they all have jobs, they all go to college, they all go to school, they do whatever they do they're not apart, get,
1: apart from the Dublin players
0: apart from the Dublin players <laughs> um, but, but you, you look at it and um you know they can't go into pods and they can't go into bubbles like the soccer lads can or the rugby boys can so to be honest it makes sense we probably did well to get away with it last year and, and it's great that we did this year now it's it's obviously a big change Um one suggestion, actually, and, and you know, it'll come up in our Instagram interactive. But Dara Campion, who, who obviously is involved with the county setup, got in touch, and I was just chatting to him, and I, I was saying, like, as a, as a player of both, you know, as a club and county player, what does what does he envisage, or what would his preference be? And he said he feels they should go ahead and play the National Football League in hand in hand with the with the club league as they normally would, but then go into a club championship first yeah. before an inter-county championship. So instead of You know, running off both seasons first and do the two hand in hand, get the club finished first and then come back for the Intercounty Championship. Whenever that means, it'll probably be September, October time again, I would say by the time the intercount or the Club Championship rather has run off. But um, at this stage, we don't know, Mickey. And as they said there, they said Easter at the earliest. So that's another key piece of information there at the earliest. So we're not going to be going back any earlier. And there is a possibility that it could be even later than Easter.
1: Yeah, it's just something you said there Davey, as well about um the you know soccer and rugby you know it's easier for them now the League of Ireland is deemed to be an um, elite sport or whatever and I know a few lads that play um, for, for, for for different uh, League of Ireland teams and you know they're, they're they're not professional athletes either you know they're they're getting a small bit of a wage but most of them are working and they can't go into pods and stuff and um, Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate on it I'm saying like, you know, it's it's interesting. Last year when the GEA, you know, the GEA were told, you know, there's going to be restrictions and, the, you know, the, your games are going to be cancelled and whatever. The GEA put huge pressure on the government last year. They just rolled over this time um, uh, after a meeting with the Minister for Sport. And you're kind of like going, Jesus, it's not like them.
0: No, it's not like them, but I would say the, the the difference between this year and last year was by the time that happened last year, there was no time remaining in the year. So in other words, they're not rolling over now, but they're more acceptable of it because they know that there's plenty of time left to get the games played. They have reali- realistically from March or April right through to Christmas, whereas last year when the government came out with those initial plans, you were talking what, you know, we were into... July, August time, I'm going to say, and then intercounty, obviously, as well. So they knew they were up against it, the GA. so they had to come out fighting, whereas now they're probably saying to themselves, well, if we can go along with the government and be their friend, I suppose, for the next few weeks and months, then there's a likelihood that they'll get the green light, whether that's at Easter or just after it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Easter, of course, is the first week in uh, April. So, you know, it's putting serious time constraints on... National Football League and uh, an All-Ireland Championship you'd have to run your National Football League week on week mm. for seven weeks and then you would have to take a two week break and go straight into an All-Ireland Championship and probably have it as a knockout so it is yeah and now look I love Dara Campion's idea there as well of mm, uh, club league and whatever that suits me football so it does maybe but you never know that mightn't suit all counties and then you've got hurling as well so you know, you, there's so many different factors and so many different cogs to the wheel that it's it's it's, it's very hard to uh, determine. But that is the letter anyway from the GEA. and um, I, I to, to be honest with you, I'm very very surprised at it myself. I, I just I just found it, you know, that they it's as if they, they it's as if they don't want to run their 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 intercounty competitions without without crowds. And um, and if they can't run them without crowds, I'm sure they'll they'll need to get some sort of financing from uh f- from the government. So they're probably just playing along, as you said, and, and doing what they're told for the time being. And hopefully they'll get a little bit of a lift from the government. But uh, yeah, that's that's as uh, uh, that's as much as we know about it. So. Davey, what it is, is, is more Zoom trainings. It's more running the roads and it's more Pilates for you. I'm sure you'll be delighted to be to, to be doing
0: Well, James Mickey, if I have hamstring strains this year, there'll be something wrong because uh, between the running and the Pilates, there's no excuses. But yeah, look, it's, see, I suppose this is going to open up the whole can about club players again. Like if you, if you play Intercounty first, you're, you're effectively telling club players that they're not going to have any football until the end of the summer and at this stage I think that would be a huge blow to them Um, so that's why I would be in favour of it and I've seen a few polls and that done over the last couple of of days and it does seem that there's you know the the vote is in favour of club players and that's to be expected I suppose because obviously club players make up 97-98% of the of the GA population if you will so um, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens
1: yeah yeah we will indeed um also, as well, RTE are going to be televising the All Star Awards, which we weren't expecting at all. They, they, Davey, we didn't know what was going to happen with them, but they they are going to be televised on Saturday, the twentieth of February. Um, which um, you know, again, it's good for the GAA that they're that, that, that they're getting that little bit of exposure from RTE.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a pity that there's not a, a few me players, but I, I know the Meade ladies are well represented and uh, they have they have plenty of runners and riders for I think for Goal of the Year, Footballer of the Year, and then All Star Awards as well at the intermediate level. So fingers crossed, the girls can get a few awards back into the Royal County. Um, I know from obviously uh, a senior football capacity, we don't have any nominations, but uh, it's a, it's always a good um, it's always a good show and it does create plenty of debate for. Whether or not the dubs have nine, ten, or eleven players selected,
1: <laughs> yeah, it does every year, and um, it really does. And, um, David, uh, just before we move on uh, to our lotto segment, just want to remind our uh, listeners of a few podcasts that we have done just uh, recently. You had the, the pleasure of sitting down with the one and only Tommy Rooney from Meath Hill and Off the Ball, and I have to say. Like that, that interview is probably about an hour and thirty, hour and forty minutes long. It was it was just such easy listening. It was absolutely brilliant. And and Tommy is a great guy. He's just so like he's infectious, and he gets he gets so excited. He just you, you can feel you feel the the love that he has for the GEA and for the club, um, uh, when he's talking. But literally that hour and a half, hour and forty minutes was gone like that. It was just it was brilliant listening.
0: Yeah, he was he was superb, Mickey, you know, and you know yourself, you've interviewed enough enough people and players over the years, there's nothing better when we were interviewing someone when you nearly don't have to ask them anything, you ask them something and then he goes off and he starts talking and then there's no stopping him and you ask him follow-up questions to that, but... Like that. Look at we, we all know the background. Tommy has not just in GA but sport in general with his with his job and off the ball and everything like that. But he's he's still very much um, just just a normal mead man at the at the end of it or at the back of it all because he loves his club. He loves playing football. Um, you know, he, he loves everything about the GA. And uh, he, he was he was brilliant to talk to. I know we both we both spoken to him. You know, um, at different stages. But it's the first time we've really kind of had the opportunity to bring him on for a proper chat. And get his opinions and his views on sport and, and and football in particular, in general, and you know some really interesting uh, nuggets come out of the interview. Yeah,
1: um, you know, from having Roy Keane's phone number in his in his uh, in his mobile um, to, to not pra- <laughs> to having it delete, but to not prawn sandwiches but tuna sandwiches. Uh, oh, another wow. big story with the tuna sandwiches there, um, but uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And anybody out there who hasn't heard it and like we've had so many comments about it Uh, so many people getting in contact with us because it really is just a fantastic listen so don't be afraid get on there to our we are Mead or patreon forward slash we are mead and sign up five dollars a month or for five euro a month you will get all those extra podcasts and you know you you get the back catalog as well there's 170 plus podcasts in there and that you get to listen back on, on loads of interviews with top mead men through the years. I think we'll have to go for Dunica Boyle next, just to uh just to even things up out there. You know, it wouldn't be fair on Dunica if we didn't do him with him, Davy, because um, you know, there's two poster boys in Mead Hill. Um it's for, for a small area to have two poster boys like that is uh is, is massive.
0: Yeah, yeah. T- Tommy gets the 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 recognition and the highlights, I suppose, because he plays first team football. Dunica's Dunica would be, and I think he'd admit more of a bit part player for Mead Hill, but definitely, you know, shares the shares the accolade of poster boy in Mead Hill. And they do, they do have a great um, history of producing them, Mickey, don't they? Um, yeah. David Crosby, I don't know. Did you see it? He was on our TV. Yeah, fantastic. I watched him on Friday night it was a fantastic watch with um, Mary brilliant. McAleese. It was really, really good. And like he was involved, he was a selector in 2017 with Davy Cattle when they won the championship. And um, he probably was just in the height of, or, or just coming out of that bout of illness that he had. And uh, what an inspirational figure he is, Mickey.
1: Yeah, absolutely incredible. And uh, it was there's just something so humble and and, and uh, down to earth about David. It was, it was just it was just beautiful to watch, and uh, such a great, great guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I like. I suppose he he, should, he probably is the real poster boy. The yeah, poster, yeah, yeah, The pretenders. <laughs> pretenders, yeah. Um, but as you said, like you know, such a small area to produce so many uh, 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 poster boys is just uh, incredible. so it is. and uh, you know, it's I don't know. Like, can you imagine the two the, the two boys walking down the street in Mead Hill? And uh, and and towards each other, and then all of a sudden meeting each other like, what would happen there?
0: Well, there's no street in Mead Hill, of course, Mickey. But if there was a street, or if they were walking into the barracks <laughs> the from one side <laughs> of the road, maybe, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, walking, walking, walking from either side of the barracks towards each other, yeah.
0: The reality mm. is, though, there's probably more of a chance of them walking past each other in Camden Street, maybe in Dublin, because that's where True. they're both based. But um, exactly. I know, look, they're, they're still very proud Mead, Mead Hill men and uh, always will be. And I know Tommy was claiming that he was a blow-in, but I think it was more his parents are blow-ins. He's very much established himself as as a Mead Hill, um, I suppose you could say legend now, that he's, he's won a championship with them and, and scored a goal in the championship final. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And uh, again, another one of our um, podcasts that we did, uh, recently was our 10 best since 2010 for Kilmainham and uh, for Kilmainham GFC as i said Davey i think it was on the on the podcast everybody's second favorite team you know like uh, you you go around the county and you will you will be you will find it very hard to find somebody that will say something a bad word about Kilmainham GFC
0: yeah i'll just put a disclaimer in and we'll we'll leave Trumbarrow out of that uh, that particular punch, but yeah. after that, hundred percent, yeah, they're, they're they're a fantastic club, and uh, nobody has a bad word to say about them. You know, they're they're excellent in the way they operate their day to day running in the club, and the players they produce, and the teams, um, the teams that they produce. You know, and they've gone from strength to strength in recent years, on and off the field, and uh, it, you know, you you'd be hard not to. Not to be pleased with them because they're just on the outskirts of Kells. They're as Mickey Newman says in in a post he put up on Instagram when the podcast went out. The smallest club in Mead, he reckons. You know on In terms of members and stuff, so um, it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, we got great enjoyment out of it because you always know when we are finished the podcast, you'll turn off the recording and you'll say, "Geez, Davy, I I really enjoyed that one." <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> that was one of the good ones. You know, we, we've we've done a, we've done loads of the sorry the best tens, but there's there's always a handful that you can pick out, and our own clubs are going. To be up there but when you you know when
1: you've done a good one yeah like after that one as you said like we we always stop when we stop the recording we stop and chat for a couple of minutes afterwards that one we were talking for ages and we were going on about the club and different people in the club and you know and how we knew them and stuff and it was just yeah it was it was a real warming uh feeling that we got after after doing the convening one so and um, i wonder if it'll be the same this week Davey, when we do Dunham or Ashford
0: yeah i don't know mickey um i know for tom o'connor he's been crying out for this one for for a long long time um he said he has done a best 10 himself but he's not sharing it with us until such a time that we've done ours and recorded because he's afraid we'll get ideas maybe and do uh, you know what it's, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant best 10 because um the players that are picked and, stuff and just looking back, and like we've said with a couple of other clubs when we've done this, it's hard to believe that they've not won a senior championship, looking at the players that they've they've had in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and it's gassed the amount of times they've made it through the groups into knockout stages, but they've just flattered to deceive at semi-finals and final stages, and they've gone close. But they're, they're a great club, and they'll come again because, you know, they have a huge catchment area, they have unbelievable facilities, and they're still producing some top-class players. So I have no doubt that they'll get over the line sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just like people said about Simonstone for so many years, you know, like, oh, you know, great players, but they'll not win one. I, I could see Dunmore Ashburn winning one and then, yeah. you know, dominating me football for, for, for uh, a number of years. So it is going to be, that's going to be an interesting um, 10 best since 2010 on our 10 best series. And um, so don't miss that one. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there, the neighbors are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbors turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.R. Coin and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in store at Clonard County Meath or call us on Oh, four, six, nine, five, five, one, nine, one, zero. Hey, Davey, moving on before we go to Instagram interactive, we're going to do our lotto segment uh, with you. And uh, just if you want to run through the different uh, uh, lotto jackpots that are out there that you got word of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's been any of them won either in the last seven days. So Manalvi um, is always one of the first that comes in on a Monday evening because theirs takes place every single Monday night. Um, and their jackpot, which is capped at 10000 they have a reserve, which is uh, increasing to 3900 this week. And you can play it at Um Andy Smith, Indon Shockland and Royal Gales, they had no jackpot winner of their 13000 jackpot last week, which means the jackpot again rolls over to 13,000 this week. They have a reserve built up of 7,800. It takes place Monday night, um, live on Facebook at half eight. Kevin Coyne, he said, what's another WhatsApp um, group for me? So Kevin Coyne out in uh <laughs> getting in their lotto. And uh, they had no winner of their three thousand. Five hundred euro jackpot, which means this one uh rolls on to three thousand six hundred euro. They had two match three winners who got seventy-five euro each. Um a match four numbers is three thousand six hundred plus a bonus point, will get you an extra fifteen hundred. So they actually have a bonus ball in operation with an yeah. extra fifteen hundred available there. So that's it, that's another tasty one. You can play that one on Club Force, by the way, Mick. Um Alan Tormey and Gail Collam-Kill, theirs is also capped at 12,000. So it stays like that for next Thursday night. Um, and they obviously had no winner of last week's one. But Adrian Rourke won 150 for matching three numbers. Oldcastle GFC, theirs rolls on to €10,800 this Wednesday night. Um, uh, Live on Facebook as well, I must say. And uh, you can play that one on Club Force too. My own cartoon GFC, uh, €5,500 jackpot. We had five €20 euro winners last week and a Trolley Dash finalist. We're also in that, Mickey, but we haven't been picked out for the Trolley Dash. It'd be some crack if we did, though. Imagine we won the Trolley Dash, you and me. <laughs> um, but our I, know what,
1: place, I know what aisle we'd be going to.
0: <laughs> yeah, <so do> I. <laughs> um, the milk. Uh, it takes place every Friday night at 10pm live on Facebook, and you can play that at CourtauldGA.com. Kilmainham GFC, every single Monday night, live on Facebook, €4,400 euro of a jackpot. Blackhall Gales, um, every second Monday, so theirs doesn't take place until next Monday, which is the 22nd of February, but they have a 4400 jackpot as well. Clannard GFC, 4300 theirs takes place every Monday night at 8pm, live on Facebook. O'Mahony is one of the biggest in the county, 13,850. It continues to rise on Tuesday night at 9pm. Min Minolte, the biggest jackpot in the county. It's at fifteen thousand and it takes place tonight, Sunday night at nine pm, Mickey. So um incredible one out there in, in minority Um Drumbara GFC every single Monday night at nine, live on drums TV. And tomorrow's jackpot rises to 1,600 euro. You can purchase the tickets online using the Club Force app. Finally, last one I have on my list is Sync Column Kills uh, over in Laytown or Betty's Town. Theirs takes place every Tuesday night. At the earlier time, is 6 p.m. And this week's jackpot is 4,000 euro.
1: There must be nobody working over there when they're doing their jack doing their their draw at six o'clock in the evening. Um, (laughs) we've one more, Davey. We usually get the email in from Central from Declan Kinsler, and uh, Declan has emailed us to let us know. Central Stone's lotto is 8,600 this Monday, the 15th of February. Draw takes place every Monday night. Uh, they have five lucky dip winners for €25 Euro each if the jackpot is not won. The maximum jackpot is 10000 and it reverts back to 1000 if it is won. And uh, the lotto can be done online using the Smart Lotto um, account app um, through Centristown. So if you want to go on to that, just go on to the Centristown website and you will find their uh, Smart Lotto account there. And um, that's all the lotos this week. Davey, I can't wait to, um, to be picking up one of those big checks off, uh, one of those, off a few of those clubs, because it will happen.
0: It's only a matter of time, I think, Mick, isn't it? We're just letting the jackpot, you know, rise on yeah. and We have if a rise I... in that minolty one. Like, let's, yeah. let's be honest about it.
1: It's at 15,000. I think it can go up to a maximum of 19,000. So I don't think we'll mess around with it when it gets to around the 18 mark.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: we'll, yeah, we'll take our in. money and run. Yeah, boom, straight in, straight in <laughs> that Your that. you one as well. That's another one that I wouldn't mind winning. Being, being from Simon's turn, you know what I mean? Like taking their money off them would be absolutely brilliant. It'd be like you winning St. Dalton's Law. Can mm. you imagine? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd love it. But as we said as well, uh, don't, uh, the clubs needn't be worried out there. would be nice. To them. Um, Davey, what was I going to say? We'll move on to our Instagram interactive. Um, You've got a few messages in there on the Instagram. Yep,
0: yeah, uh, Jelly. First up, as as normal, and he said, uh, "Peter O'Duffy, Peter O'Duffy, Peter Duffy using hair dye and wants to appear on First Dates Ireland. Is that the end of his footballing career?
1: I think that's the beginning of his footballing career. Uh, he just needs to get him, get himself out there, get his name. You know, in, in Simonstown, you know, it's about heavy luck. You know, so he needs to get the hair dye, maybe." Well, well he
0: that. says there's there's not too much of it left, and uh, I asked him why. I said, "Jesus, young man, he should have a big head of hair." And he says, uh, "No." And then he sent me a picture, and he literally decided to shave it all off. So, see, see, yeah, no, look, and
1: best of luck to him on first dates, uh, Ireland. Um, yeah, I hope it goes well. He just meet somebody from Dublin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kevin Swords next up, and he said Simon Finn still looking for a Valentine's date. Will he do it? You
1: know, now time. Well, I was just going to say if he hasn't done it by now, Davy, and by the time this podcast goes out later on this evening, um, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be slim pickets. I just if I was him, I'd just, I'd just go down to the to the end of the street and just have a lighter around there, check and see if there's any women doing the same thing. He, he
0: lives
1: for in Baleraki, Mickey. Oh, she, look, there has to be plenty of awfully women down
0: there that are mad for <laughs>
1: mad for a meat man.
0: Uh, Owen friend, Mead Minor captain, uh, and this will be, you know, the, the thoughts of many people in the county. He says, "Play the Leinster Minor final, whatever after that." So that's all he's clearly worried about at the minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I and mean, he's dead right. You know, um, make an exemption for the Leinster, affect the rest of them. Monster yeah. the comment. We just want to see that uh, uh, Leinster uh, Minor final being played. But uh, look, that that game will be played. There's no doubt about and it would be good if it was one of the first games to be played when it came back so that the miners can get finished as soon as possible don't let winter take hold of your garden blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower don't stop there the neighbours are now looking keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round Georg Coyd and Sons, your local Hooskvarna dealer, have the full Hooskvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on
0: 046-955-1910. Colin Macarivi said, Mead unbeaten in 2021.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he's not lying. He's a bit lying. Uh... Of... You know, and uh, in fact, Monaghan are unbeaten as well. Yeah,
0: uh, that's probably you, the bigger shock, isn't it, really? That,
1: that probably is the bigger shock, you know. Like Mead went to a Leinster final and Monaghan went to a preliminary round of the Ulster Championship. Um, you know, they were four away from an Ulster final. So, yeah, um, that's he, he, he really has to be careful when he's sending in those types of messages
0: does carl Gibney is next up and he said alan moore seen buying in roses and a valentine's card rumor ha- rumor has it it's for davy Risbon. <laughs>
1: davy did you receive them yet
0: no no and i texted i says I'm, I'm waiting on these and then the bridget's got hold of it as well like um no disappointed but there's probably a four-day delay between here and balnacree so they, mm. they may come yet
1: well, tell him to watch himself. I'd be seriously jealous if he starts sending you flowers and chocolate, Stevie. <laughs> oh, well, I'm his
0: hero, Mickey, you know. Like, we have got a bit to go yet. <laughs> uh, Brendan Byrne next up, and he said, actually missing the pre-season torture in muck and shite with the club mates.
1: Yeah, It's funny, you know, it's the little things,
0: (laughs) it is. And I was just saying, like, this you know, the way at the end of a really tough session, and you're in the group, and the steam is just rising yeah, (laughs) and you're
1: you're looking at that steam going, Oh, the stink in there is unbelievable (laughs) at the moment. So, getting into the shower, and then obviously going over towards the dressing rooms, and it's a little bit darker before beside the dressing rooms, someone's in the showers. And you see the steam coming out the out the door, and you're like, "Oh, jeez. And the
0: grass, you know, the grass, the, the lead up to the dress room is just the path, and the the dress room floor is just covered in grass and mud. <laughs> <you know>, glass. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh Lord, let us back onto the field.
0: Uh, ben Thornton next up, and he wants to know who does Rispin think is going to win the Keegan Cup in 2021. Yeah, who do you think
1: is going to win it in 2020?
0: In 2020? 2020. 2021, sorry. I thought you were trying to catch me out there. Uh, I I think St Peter's done I, I tipped them last year and I was a little bit disappointed and I think they were a wee bit unlucky. Um, I think they'll be back stronger with Conor O'Donoghue still at the helm. A bit there, Conor O'Donoghue let me add. He
1: would Absolutely. But like, <laughs> you know, he was right. Um, he we've all seen the video. I sent you the pictures. Actually, we should come back to that. It's your own fault. It's not It's not coming up. It's not on in the I agenda. I had forgotten to say about that. Conor O'Donoghue uh, sent us on the video that we were looking for last week, David Risman of that free kick um, in uh, the junior chapter final uh, on that Wednesday night in Park Colchon. And I slowed down the clip, and I took pictures, freeze freeze frames of of the ball, and the ball goes inside the post David.
0: Yeah, I still I still wasn't sure. Now I showed the lads as well, and uh, I just got a who they, the, the lads? Who the lads? Are they neutral? Are they? <laughs> no, they. No one said that. They just sent like a heap of laughing faces back. I don't know what they meant by that, but yeah,
1: oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. No, but you're saying you're saying nobody. Anyway. Yeah. Who do, do you think? Sorry. Yeah. Well, like I do think that Simonstown will be dark horses. Um, Actually,
0: actually, stop, stop, stop. Sorry, Peter Duffy's next question is early shouts for the championship at each of the grades. So carry on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, okay, Duboy are going to be up there. I think we're told are not going away anyway. That's and they're not going away for a long time. Um, And Simonstown, I think, will be back. And Kells will be back. Um, And I I do depending on on how the championship is run again. it's going to suit different teams uh, to play different formats. So it is. And um, I just think, I just think with, with, with Colin O'Rourke back at the helm and Simonston, soon, they will be a different prospect this year again. Um, Dunboyne definitely going to be back with Lenahan and Jones um, uh, playing so well. And obviously with Connor Bradley going into his second season with, with uh, Dunboyne, I think he will have a, a big impact. Um. So, and then, obviously, what told, as we said, Kells are not going anywhere. They just don't. Intermediate. Um, that's that's an interesting one, Davey. Um, like, Trim, Trim have to be up there. There's no doubt about it. Um, do you give Nauber a chance of having gone, gone back down?
0: I give them a chance. I, I, I don't know how good of a chance. I think it'll be a bit like Longwood going down last year. I wouldn't be putting them in the top two or three straight away. Yeah, same um, as. So I I, I I go along with Trim. I think Trim are the team to beat, and uh, I think they'll finally get over the line third time lucky.
1: But I, I think now, like at intermediate level, if you've got a player of the caliber of Jordy Morris um, or the likes of your Aaron Lynch, they can like while the intermediate grade is so hard to win, yeah, a player like that can can carry you sure through 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 a few games, and you know you, you can't write off Nobber as such. But yeah, I, I just think the trim have been knocking at the door for for that long now that you know it's this year. It has to be this year. I,
0: I think Blackhall Gales are going to be strong again. Um, I can see them getting out of a, a group. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Damien and Joe Sheridan uh, going in there to manage them. They were excellent last year. Fairly unlucky not to get through the group and and probably challenge, uh, Waterstown. You know. If, probably a little bit unlucky. St. Michael's got to the semi-final last year. There's a whole host of teams. You know, you have you have Trim, right? So Trim are at the top of the tree and then you have six or seven teams under that, Mickey, as you say, that could all challenge on their day. The likes of Waterstown, Michael's, Delique Bellews Town, um, Nauber are going to be there, thereabouts, and um, Blackhall Gales. So th- th- there's, there's going to be challengers. Do you know what I mean? Like Trim are going to be the contenders, but you're going to have a whole host of challengers under them who can all... And um, Rakenny, of course, Rakenny really yeah. disappointed last year, and it's going to be their second year in intermediate, and there'll be no excuses this year not to go on a bit of a run. So I'd imagine Dudley back there again for a second year, they'll want to go to, to go better than they did. So it, it will be, as usual, Mickey, it will be the most competitive grade in, in meat club football, no doubt about it.
1: Another team that you never mentioned there, but were embroiled in a relegation battle, but have to have to turn the tide this year. As the bats.
0: Yes, uh I don't think they'll be uh there'll be a big player. However, they have Dahi White and Ronan Kearns going in, so we all know the credentials of those two guys and uh what they've done with St Vincent's and what they could possibly do with their own club in St. Pat's. Um another one is Oldcastle. Like Oldcastle were in a relegation yeah. battle as well and uh um, with Jude McNabb going in there Mickey you know it's that's going to be another fascinating managerial appointment and I, I'd expect a lot more from them because they're littered with quality they have no excuse and plenty of youth as well so I'd expect good things from Oldcastle as well and it's like we're literally after naming probably 10 teams now and now you see why it's it's the, the grade that just keeps on giving yeah they the like, they were in the semi-final the
1: semi-final yeah exactly Like, and, and you can go in and beat Trim uh, at the start of the year, but that means you've got twenty four teams, you know, vying for you, just looking to get a shot at you to take you down off your pedestal. Um, and it, it is the toughest grade I think uh, in the Football Junior Championship. Davey Rispin, um, you know, uh, Karen Ross, the Great Pretenders, is it their year to 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 get that Junior Championship?
0: I think they'll probably uh, again start the year as as. Favourites maybe, join favourites, I would say Castletown are, be, yeah, Castletown are going to be so strong, Mickey. You know, Colm Coyle going in there, they'll have everybody back and chomping at the bit. There'll be a realistic ambitions and goals of a championship. I'll, when the dust has settled and the disappointment, which I'm sure probably at this stage it has, they'll actually open their eyes and say to themselves, right, this is a great opportunity for us to go and win the championship. And uh, I think they'll start the year on merit as the favourites, but the, like, like the intermediate there'll be a host of clubs, you know, queuing in behind them for a crack at them.
1: Yeah, there will be. Um, if they get their house in order, um, you know, I don't see any junior team having having enough to take them on though. You know, they're a high-end, they should be a high-end, top-end, uh, intermediate team and um, even, you know, pushing for, for senior honours. Mm. You know, whatever, whatever happened last year, we just don't know. But they have got Colin Coyle in there and, you know, I'd say they're going to be chomping at the bit. I do think that Carter Ross will be there. I think that, you know, you have to look at managerial appointments and Corktown, you know, you, you have to be looking, thinking that if you're a manager, you know, if he has the, if he has the belief in Corktown, the players have to buy into that as well, Davey. And, you know, there's no reason why you should not be going to knockout stages and then it's it's on the day.
0: Yeah. Look I think I think number one for the likes of Cartoon and, and other clubs probably down with with us is starting to win games again. And and that's going to breed confidence. Um you you just see it particularly in junior, Mickey. I I, I I've been there and once you have a, a good level of fitness in junior championship, the likes of St. Vincent's are the prime example of that. You know, there's better footballing teams out there than St. Vincent's, but there's not too many that are fitter than St. St. Vincent's, and that that gets them. So far, and we've seen them in two of the last three finals, um, and I wouldn't say it's down to scale or anything like that. It's down to belief and fitness and a and a good game plan and ex- excellent commitment. That will get you. It mightn't get you that far in senior or maybe intermediate. It'll only get you so far in junior. It will take you right the way through. I, I yeah. really do believe that. Um,
1: and Dunsey as well. You know they've they've they've. Um they, they came, all, came unstuck in the semi-final last year. Um, but, you know, they were lighting up the championship before that.
0: Yeah, they, they, I think Dussaini probably suffered um, from probably a weaker group, to be honest with you, Mickey. They came through the group at relative ease and they weren't really prepared for a big test that came in the semi-final against St. Vincent's. Now, granted, they were fierce unlucky as well to lose that night. Would yeah. they have been good enough to beat Beliver? I'm not sure. Um, but they're still a very young side and, Young management team I think Connor Brennan Is getting back involved As well with Niall Flynn there Which is a good uh, Good bit of business And good appointment So you know They'll be back stronger again And I, I'd say They'll be chomping at the bit To challenge once more Their biggest problem Is just getting over the line You know How many times now Have they fallen At the last four The last two stage um, I don't know if it's A mentality issue Or whatever But they need to They need to They need to, um, they need to make the, the jump Because they're definitely Good enough to be um, To be an intermediate club
1: yeah yeah absolutely um you know and and, and you look they've is this uh harkin that's in on the uh the county team now and then obviously pierre fox in the corner so they've got a top quality defender and they've got a top quality forward and many other players as well around them i'm just you know singling those two out that uh you know they're game changers and, and they're game winners so you know just they will be a team that will be Buying for that uh, uh, junior championship title uh, in 2021, David. That was a really good question. Any more from Instagram Interactive?
0: Yeah, uh, Simon Finn next up, and he said Sean Bannon missing, missing, too busy with the woman these days. Uh,
1: it, you know, it was probably Valentine's going to his head. Um, you know, it was getting closer and closer, and he was look. Let let these lads have their Valentines and have their women and whatever at the moment when, when we're in lockdown and there's no there's no uh, football being played. The boy slag like them. You know, let, let them have their time with the women because once that football comes back, these lads better have their priorities right and you know, be back to training three, four times a week and you know, only seeing the woman on the Zoom session and not seeing the team
0: on the Zoom session. How apt that you're talking about slagging and letting them have it. But here's Balna starting to reignite the feud with Trim. Barry Thompson, first up, the stylish corner forward. He just said, Trim and a little dash, Junior 2021.
1: Kevin Reilly wouldn't like that one. That'll be up on the, uh, the... Like at this stage, the Trim dressing room is covered in posters <laughs> from Balna quotes. And, um, you know, that one there is definitely going up. Kevin Reilly's getting that printed on an, A1, an A3 size, uh, an, A, an A2 or an A1 size sheet of paper and putting that up on the wall. Uh, trim for uh, junior 2022, bang the Bracky quote. Yeah. That's here's,
0: another, here's another one from Moshin Gannon. He says, been four months now. Trim boy still salty over the intermediate final. <laughs> skinny Skinny uh, McDonagh had got in touch, and he just said nope. And he says, "Wish Balnebracky all the best in senior football." So, classy response there.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, it just shows you the the, the uh, level of um, hurt that they're feeling over in trim when they're not even retaliating at this stage. They're just saying no. We wish is the best luck.
0: Mickey Burke wants to know what was the club team of the decade. That's a bit of a throwback, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, what was the club team of the,
0: the, the decade? It, uh... it picked itself um, because one of the stipulations was they couldn't have played Intercounty, so obviously Mickey couldn't have been in the running. Um, but we, do you remember we did the two, we did each position with two guys, we picked the two nominations for each position and we did it on yes. Instagram. But it's well over a year ago now, it's probably about 12, 13, 14 months ago.
1: Yeah, but then there was the other one. There was the, the
0: oh last last week's one. Could have been it
1: could have been the one from two weeks ago. The club team of the uh, of the decade from twenty ten to twenty twenty, and it was one player from each club, or from a maximum of one player per club. Yeah, um, and you had your team and I had my team. So um, it's, it's 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 only after going out there a couple of weeks ago. You can get that on our on our Patreon service. Um, and uh, we might release them or whatever in time on the free one. But um, uh, no, if he wants to go on back, go back. I I, I I, don't have my team printed in front of me there. But um, if he wants to go back and have a listen to that, it's on our uh, Patreon forward slash rearmead and get the team that you picked and the team that I picked.
0: And finally, PS Tapes getting in touch, wanting to know what Premier League footballer do you reckon would make the best GA player?
1: What Premier League footballer? Yeah. Um would make the best GA. Jesus Christ, i will have to think about that one There, That's a that's a that's a good question. You're gonna pick Pierre Obamayang's yeah and I'm going to ah, he's such a player. He wouldn't he wouldn't make a GA player, not a chance.
0: No, no. I'll, I'll give you a few, right? Uh, Roberto Firmino for Liverpool, partly because he can't score goals, but he always blasts the ball over the bar. He'd be he'd be a good man for a point. Um Harry Maguire, slab head. Could you imagine him on the edge of the square?
1: He was the first player I thought of. I was like going a big lummox, take yeah. him up there on the edge of the square and, uh, and and lump the ball into him, yeah?
0: I think the obvious one, though, is Jack Grealish um, because he does have a GA background. I think he played for four or five years with Warwickshire um, before he decided he was English and he stopped playing GA altogether.
1: Yeah, yeah, he probably would, but I wouldn't like to see him near a GA field.
0: Um, he'd get murdered as well.
1: Oh, do you know what? He's just one of them he's just got one of them heads that you'd love to you'd love to slap on the field, you know that kind of
0: way. And just <laughs> on or yeah, off the
1: field. <laughs> on or off the field, yeah, but like you know, at least on the field it's it's not legal. Um <laughs> <laughs> Go on, who have you anyone else? Well, well, the first person that came to came to mind was was Harry Maguire. I'm just trying to think then through. Um, Jesus, there's there's uh, the, the the goalkeeper for Liverpool, the Irish guy, Kelleher. Um, I was going to say <laughs>
0: Alisson I was saying Jesus. No, no because a back. No, yeah, yeah. oh, do um, no,
1: you know? I, I, these days, the, the, the soccer players, I don't think any of them would transfer across to, to, to Gaelic very well. Um, if you go back a few years when you were allowed to tackle and you had a few hard men in soccer, oh, yeah, um, Richard Dunn and yeah, 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 fellas that like just died with their boots on.
0: Ian Hart would have been a lovely one, wouldn't he? With the left foot, god, no, what? No, no he was as light, god, no, ah, oh, Jesus, Mickey, he'd be a stylish footballer, yeah, would you? yeah, yeah, wing forward or wing back, yeah.
1: Yeah, don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I'm finding it hard to just uh, to to think of a of a, a, a soccer player that would stand out for me. I'll have to I'll have to think about that and come back next week with a couple of answers.
0: Um, cool. Um, that's that's it from Insta.
1: That it from Instagram again. I just want to was uh, something that we we didn't say is that also this week on our Patreon service we are going to be picking our championship team of 2020 with a maximum of one player per club so this is the Juicy uh, O'Connor idea that we bastardised there a couple of weeks ago when Davey misread the the message and that's how we ended up picking our our club team of the decade with a maximum of one player per club but this is going to be the 2020 championship team with a maximum of one player per club and um, this is going to be a really really interesting one. So it is, um, because you know, I like for instance, I'd love, I'd love to have, you know, the likes of Bino, we'll say, from from Kells on my team. It means that you can't have, you know, uh, uh, Fionn Riley or you can't have Paulie Tormey, or you can't have uh, James Madamo. Uh, you know, and it's the same for every team. Again. We've we, we've had to. There might have been players that stood out for their clubs, but there might have been a player from another club that stood out in that position. So we've had to go for somebody else from a certain club. Do you know what I mean? Like so.
0: Um.
1: This this gave me a headache, Davey, Doing this one. This was tough. This was this was
0: tough. Yeah. This was very enjoyable. Like, and uh, we we actually thought this one would be a bit easier, but it probably wasn't. We thought that by. You know, defining it to one year, it would it make our lives a little bit easier. But I don't think it did because I think generally what we tried to do was pick who we felt was our most influential player in the championship-winning teams, and then you're sort of picking beaten finalists, you're picking semi-finalists, and you're picking guys from teams who didn't even get out of the group or maybe even got relegated. You know, but they had great years. So it's very much an individual um, aspect that we're looking at it with.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it is. It's a. It's it, it's going to be class. I'm looking down at my team here in front of me, and I've a couple of positions to fill in just yet. So we'll have a bit of work to do on that. Spent a good three, four hours on it already, and it is a tough ask um, when you're using just one championship, uh, one championship here, um, and of course we have junior, intermediate, and senior champions. So that is going to be another really good podcast to look out for this week. Don't think there's anything else for uh, the podcast, Davey, is there? No, that's it, Mick. No problem. Remember, we are made white, matters more.